0: Welcome back to the Bend in the Trail podcast, episode 31. Buster Bear decides to teach Chatter the Squirrel a lesson in manners. Buster has a very strong hankering for some berries, but what he didn't know was that so did Farmer Brown's boy. Chapter 16. Chatter the Red Squirrel Jumps for His Life It isn't very often that Chatter the Red Squirrel knows fear. That is one reason that he is so often impudent and sassy. But once in a while, a great fear takes possession of him, as when he knows that Shadow the Weasel is looking for him. You see, that Shadow can go anywhere. He can go. There are very few of the little people of the Green Forest and the Green Meadows who do not know fear at some time or other but it comes to chatter as seldom as to any one, because he's very sure of himself and his ability to hide or run away from danger. But now, as he clung to a little branch near the top of a tall pine tree in the green forest, and looked down at the big sharp teeth of Buster Bear drawing nearer and nearer, and listened to the deep angry growls that made his hair stand on end, chatter was too frightened to think if only he'd kept his tongue still instead of saying hateful things to buster bear if only he had known that buster bear could climb a tree if only he had chosen a tree near enough to other trees for him to jump across but he had said hateful things he had chosen to sit in a tree which stood quite by itself and buster bear could climb Chatter was in the worst kind of trouble, and there was no one to blame but himself. That's usually the case with those who get into trouble. Nearer and nearer came Buster Bear, and deeper and angrier his voice sounded. Chatter gave a little frightened gasp and looked this way and looked that way. What should he do? What could he do? The ground seemed a terrible distance below. "'If only he had wings like Sammy J.' "'But he didn't!' Grrr, growled Buster Bear. "'I'll teach you manners. "'I'll teach you to treat your betters with respect. "'I'll swallow you whole. "'That's what I'll do. Grrr. "'Oh!' cried Chatter. "'Grrr! "'I'll eat you all up to the last hair on your tail!' "'Growled Buster scrambling a little nearer Ooh! cried chatter and ran out to the very tip of the little branch to which he'd been clinging now if chatter had only known it buster bear couldn't reach him way up there because the tree was too small at the top for such a big fellow as buster but chatter didn't think of that he gave one more frightened look down at those big teeth then he shut his eyes and jumped jumped straight out for the away ground it was a long 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 way down to the ground and it certainly looked as if such a little fellow as chatter must be killed but chatter had learned from old mother nature that she'd given him certain things to help him at just such times and one of them is the power to spread himself very flat he did it now He spread his arms and legs out just as far as he could, and that kept him from falling as fast and as hard as he otherwise would have done. Because being spread out so flat that way, the air held him up a little. And then there was his tail, that funny little tail he's so fond of jerking when he scolds. This helped him too. It helped him keep his balance and keep from turning over and over Down, down, down he sailed, and landed on his feet. Of course, he hit the ground pretty hard, and just for a second he quite lost his breath. But it was only for a second, and then he was scurrying off as fast as a frightened squirrel could. Buster Bear watched him, and grinned. I didn't catch him that time, he growled, but I guess I gave him a good fright, and taught him a lesson. Chapter 17 Buster Bear goes burying. Buster Bear's a great hand to talk to himself when he thinks no one is around to overhear. It's a habit. However, it isn't a bad habit unless it's carried too far. Any habit becomes bad if it's carried too far. Suppose you had a secret, a real secret, something that nobody else knew and that you didn't want anybody else to know. And suppose you had the habit of talking to yourself. You might, without thinking, you know, tell the secret out loud to yourself, and someone might just happen over here. And then there wouldn't be any secret. That's the way that a habit which isn't a bad in itself can become bad when it's carried too far. Now, Buster Bear had lived by himself in the great woods so long that this habit of talking to himself had grown and grown. He did it, just to keep from being lonesome. Of course, when he came down to the green forest to live, he brought all his habits with him. Well, that's one thing about habits. You always take them with you wherever you go. So Buster brought this habit of talking to himself down to the green forest, where he had many more neighbors than he had in the great woods. Let me see, let me see. What is there to tempt my appetite? Said Buster in his deep Grumbly, rumbly voice. I find my appetite isn't what it ought to be. I need a change. Yes, sir, I need a change. There's something I ought to have at this time of year, and I haven't got it. There's something that I used to have and don't have now. Hmm. I know I need some fresh fruit. That's it. Fresh fruit. It must be about berry time now and i'd forgotten all about it my 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 how good some berries would taste now if i were back up there in the great woods i could have all i could eat mm, makes my mouth water just to think of it there ought to be some up in the old pasture there ought to be a lot of them up there if i wasn't afraid that someone would see me oh, i'd go up there buster sighed then he sighed again The more he thought about those berries, he felt sure they were growing up in the old pasture, the more he wanted some. It seemed to him that never in all his life had he wanted berries as he did now. He wandered about uneasily. He was hungry, hungry for berries and nothing else. By and by, he began talking to himself again. If I wasn't afraid of being seen, I'd go up to the old pasture this very minute. "'Seems as if I could taste those berries.' "'He licked his lips hungrily as he spoke. "'Then his face brightened. "'I know what I'll do. "'I'll go up there at the very first peep of day tomorrow. "'I can eat all I want and get back to the green forest "'before there's any danger that Farmer Brown's boy "'or anyone else I'm afraid of will see me. "'That's just what I'll do. "'I wish tomorrow morning would hurry up and come.' "'Now, though Buster didn't know it, someone had been listening and that someone was none other than sammy jay when at last buster lay down for a nap sammy flew away chuckling to himself "Why, i believe i'll visit the old pasture tomorrow morning myself thought he i have an idea that something interesting may happen if buster doesn't change his mind sammy was on the lookout very early the next morning the first jolly little sunbeams had only reached the green meadows and had not yet started to creep into the green forest when he saw a big dark form steal out of the green forest where it joins the old pasture it moved very swiftly and silently as if in a hurry sammy knew who it was it was buster bear and he was going burying sammy waited a little until he could see better and then he too started for the old pasture Chapter 18. Somebody Else Goes Burying Isn't it funny how two people will often think of the same thing at the same time, and neither one know that the other's thinking of it? Well, that's just what happened the day Buster for Bear first thought of going burying. While he was walking around in the green forest, talking to himself about how hungry he was for some berries, and how sure he was there must be some up in the old pasture "'Someone else was thinking about berries and about the old pasture, too. "'Will you make me a berry pie if I will get the berries tomorrow?' "'asked Farmer Brown's boy of his mother. "'Of course, Mistress Brown promised that she would, "'and so that night Farmer Brown's boy went to bed very early "'that he might get up early in the morning, and all night long "'he dreamed of berries and berry pies.' He was awake even before jolly round red Mr. Sun thought it was time to get up, and he was all ready to start for the old pasture when the first jolly little sunbeams came dancing across the green meadows. He carried a big tin pail, and in the bottom of it, wrapped up in a piece of paper, was a lunch, for he meant to stay until he filled that pail if it took all day. Now, the old pasture is very large, it lies at the foot of the big mountain, and even extends a little way up on the big mountain. There's room in it for many people to pick berries all day without even seeing each other, unless they roam around a great deal. You see, the bushes grow very thick there, and you cannot see very far in any direction. Jolly round red Mr. Sun had climbed all a little way up in the sky by the time Farmer Brown's boar reached the old pasture, and was smiling down on all the great world and all the great world seemed to be smiling back. Farmer Brown's boy started to whistle, and then he stopped. If I whistle, thought he, everybody will know just where I am and will keep out of sight, and I'll never get acquainted with folks if they keep out of sight. You see, Farmer Brown's boy was just beginning to understand something that Peter Rabbit and the other little people of the Green Meadows and the Green Forest learned almost as soon as they learned to walk. That if you don't want to be seen you mustn't be heard so he didn't whistle as he felt like doing and he tried not to make a bit of noise as he followed an old cow path toward a place where he knew the berries grew thick and oh so big and all the time he kept his eyes wide open and he kept his ears open too and that's how he happened to hear a little cry a very faint little cry if he'd been whistling, he wouldn't have heard it at all. He stopped to listen. He had—he never had heard a cry just like it before. At first, he couldn't make out just what it was or where it came from. But one thing he was sure of, and that was, it was a cry of fright. He stood perfectly still and listened with all his might. There it was again. Help, help, help. And it was very faint, sounded terribly frightened. He waited a minute or two, but heard nothing more. Then he put down his pail and began a hurried look here and there, and everywhere he was sure it had come from somewhere on the ground. So he peered behind bushes and peeped behind logs and stones, and then just as he was about to give up hope of finding where it came from, he went around a little turn in the old cow path, and there, right in front of him, was little Mr. Snake. And what do you think he was doing? Well, I hate to tell you, but he was trying to swallow one of the children of Sticky Toes, the tree Toad. Of course, Farmer Brown's boy didn't let him. He made little Mr. Gartersnake set Master Sticky Toes free and held Mr. Gartersnake until Master Sticky Toes was safely out of reach. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Join me again next time when Buster gets more than he bargained for and Farmer Brown's boy decides to pick berries another day. Until then, happy trails.